Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back to the program. KSL Quarters for Christmas time is 2.20. I'm grateful to you for joining us again for episode 11 here at this new program at KSL. I'm grateful to you, the listener. I'm grateful to all of our guests who have been uh, bold enough uh, to give me a shot here joining me. I'm also uh, grateful to KSL for giving me a chance uh, here to be a, a talk show host. How about that? I worked for the great Doug Wright for a long time, learned a few lessons. My old man, uh, talk show host, uh, learned a little bit about it. Maybe uh, we'll see if I can do it myself. I want to, before we get into this next topic, share uh, a text that came in. You know, I beg for these texts all the time uh, through the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Uh, We were talking about cursive writing earlier, and we're going to come back to it because there's some good stuff here. Uh, Cursive handwriting. Uh, There was a gentleman who wrote via Facebook saying that he reads cursive uh, daily uh, as a job. And I thought, come on, who's doing that? Who's reading cursive every single day? Well, I got a text message uh, to explain. Explain it to me. Uh, last four digits of the phone number are 6270. It says, Lee, all caps, exclamation point. Lee, I'm disappointed that you didn't know about the USPS Remote Encoding Center here in Salt Lake. About 1,500 people reading cursive every day and night. So uh, my apologies. My apologies. Of course, reading uh, cursive handwriting for a living is a real thing. Uh, and uh, my hat is off to you, 1,500 folks over at the USPS Remote Encoding Center here in Salt Lake. Great. Cursive is wonderful. Uh, another text message comes in. It says, if you haven't already or don't plan on in the very near future, it'd be great to hear about the tax referendum. Well, how about that? Let me just grant that wish. Here in studio, we have Rusty Cannon, Vice President of the Utah. Hey, Producer Amy, I couldn't get the president. Vice President's all we could? Okay, all right. Rusty Cannon, Vice President of the Utah Taxpayer Association, here to set us straight. My apologies, Vice That's President. Right. It's a wonderful title. That's all right. I've yeah. never been a vice Happy anything. to be second place today, absolutely. <laughs> you uh, earlier today put out a, a press release talking about some myths and misunderstandings yes. uh, dealing with this tax reform. Uh, typically, when I see a press release, I think, uh, uh, they got some kind of angle. I read through the myths. You have fine explanations of these different misconceptions, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've invited you here uh, to walk through some of the big ones. Uh, that that you you think are important folks uh, ought to understand better yeah well thank you for having me on we we got concerned a few days ago when we saw you know pictures of gubernatorial candidates gladly signing a referendum that would hike taxes on utah citizens we thought wait a minute something's gone wrong here i think there's some misunderstanding and so that's why we put out a release to try to just give some clarity as to what the bill actually does our worry is that a lot of folks simply have not read it or don't understand it so that's what we're hoping to clarify 
I spoke uh, the other day to one of those candidates. Uh, I won't be specific because I just want to talk mostly about the, the about the principle uh, shared with us, and it was that uh, that food tax credit mm-hmm. or the prebate uh, that, that some folks get their hands on uh, that the tax cuts overall, or rather the the increase on the food tax uh, that they. Even though this rebate would far exceed uh, that monthly expense, that the preference among the voter was to incur it rather than, you know, in the long run, uh, enjoy this, the tax savings. Well, we'd like to think that folks, once they take a look at how the bill has been drafted, would understand what it does. I mean, the, the major thing, that th- three things we wanted to get across with our release today. First of all, it's a major tax cut to Utah taxpayers, first of all. Lowers the income tax rate, of which we all know, 4.95 to 4.66. But the second point that most people are missing, which is a big one, is that this fixed the issue that most people were talking about last year when they saw their state tax return go up or their t- the taxes they owe on the state level go up because of the federal tax reform in 2017. It eliminated dependent exemptions and therefore those with large families or those with dependents saw their state taxes actually go up. This bill fixes that. That's a $132 million cut in this bill. So if you factor that in along with the income tax rate as well, once those withholding tables are changed, people will see a reduction in their paycheck that exceeds the additional amount they'll pay in sales tax on groceries. That's something we want folks to understand. The last one that we wanted to also make clear, this has an $18 million cut for senior citizens relying on social security it can virtually eliminate the state sales uh, excuse me the state income tax they will pay on their social security for those making 48,000 or less and it phases out so you actually get most of that up to 60 70 somewhere in that neighborhood but that is a significant cut so those that sign this referendum now would be pulling all that back so would you sign a referendum that eliminates a several thousand dollar tax cut on a senior citizen social security receiving couple? Would you do that? That's the type of thing we want people to understand. So talk to us about the about the services. I, if, sure. if I'm honest, uh, that whole like the list of exempted services and the list of tax services, uh, I, I have not been keeping that as straight as I ought to. Educate me. Yes. Yeah, so there was a long list in the original bill last legislative session, HB 441. And that was a problem. We did not like that bill. We opposed that bill. It had a ton of tax pyramiding in it where it hits business inputs and pyramids on top of on, taxes on top of taxes to where the final consumers were going to get pretty hard and it would ruin the business climate in Utah. So, let me stop you real quick. Yes. Talk to us more about pyramiding. What was that? What's that okay. So if there's taxes assessed in the layering of, of uh, manufacturing processes in getting a product to the final sale, those get piled on and paid at the end by the final consumer. Businesses just pass them along. So that's that's the danger of that tax permitting. And that was all over that original bill, and that's the problem we had. The bill that was finally passed virtually eliminated all of that to where the services that are in that, the list is much, much smaller, and they're basically all consumer end purchases, uh, ride sharing, digital streaming, uh, shipping and handling, installation of tangible personal property, pet grooming, th- those types of things, the end consumer purchases. So we think the bill uh, came miles further in progress to making sure that that wasn't the case where we harm the economy in that way. Sure. And talk, talk to me more about, about these different services. What, uh, what ends up on the list? What ends up off the list? Uh, and what's the criteria? Well, for I that? covered most of them. I mean, it, essentially, the ones that made it onto the final list, like I mentioned, installation of tangible personal property, pet boarding, uh, ride share, you know, Uber and Lyft, uh, towing, parking lots, dating referral services, streaming media. 
shipping and handling, uh, and electronic security monitoring of real property. That's how small the list finally was. Sure. Uh, let me just say, in fairness, uh, right now we're speaking to Rusty Cannon, Vice President of the Utah Taxpayers Association, mm-hmm. uh, not a supporter of this referendum, a supporter of this tax reform legislation which has passed uh, the Utah State Legislature. Yes. In our next segment, we are going to be speaking to Fred Cox. He, as you have learned, former state legislature, he is a legislator. He is behind a referendum effort uh, gathering signatures. So we right now are looking at one side of the coin. In the next segment, we're going to look at the other. Uh, You, though, uh, Mr. Cannon, let me ask you. Mr. Cox, who we're going to speak to later on, is making an argument to to all these folks trying to get them to sign on to his referendum uh, to get this on the ballot to overturn this uh, this vote uh, and this law uh, come November. What do you say uh, to him and to the folks he's trying to convince? Well, we would just ask that everybody clearly understand what's actually in the bill before they do sign anything. We understand if people still want to sign it, but we think. Once folks are educated as to what is actually in the bill, they won't sign it. Because why would you sign a bill that hurts Utah families at this point? Takes money out of their pockets, which will start January 1st. That's in two days. The income tax rates go down. The the exemptions they put in place, the, the enlarged dependent exemption, the tax credits and all, when you do the math, it is better off for Utah families. Now, we understand it's complicated. We understand it's emotional. The sales tax on food, we understand that's just a very emotional issue. But when you look at the, what the bill actually does... Utahns are far better off with this bill, and it gets us in a position where we've modernized our tax system for the future. The legislature could have waited till this was a crisis, and they chose not to. And we support them in not waiting till it's a crisis to get this done. We have about 15 seconds to go, and then we're going to take a break. And coming up after the news, we're going to speak to Fred Cox, who's behind this referendum. Uh, Mr. Cannon, if, you, if folks want to take your advice and read this and get to know it, if uh, I don't have time or the knowledge to comb through uh, like legislative text, uh, where do they learn about this? So utahtaxpayers.org, we have a link on an article we put on our front page where you can find the summary of the bill that was put out by the legislature. It's a pretty clear document and a, plate, a great place to go. Outstanding. Rusty Cannon has been our guest, vice president of the Utah Taxpayer association talking about tax reform our next uh, guest coming up after the news is going to be fred cox former state legislator who is uh working if i'm frank in direct opposition uh to this position so we'll get that next here on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.